Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lay Film Podcast where we talk all things movies and TV. And in this series, uh, we will be talking the OA, Season 2, uh, Chapter 7, Nina Azaroba. I'm your co-host Richie and here is my co-host as always, Patrick. Hello. Hello Patrick, welcome back. It's good to be back. Good to be back, and somebody else is back here with us. Nina Azarova. Hmm. Is she? I mean, you know, uh, well, before we get right into that, if this is your first time listening to uh, our OA recap, uh, please watch the part one, chapter seven episode of the OA. If you want to, uh, you know, listen in on some spoilers. So we are going to spoil it right away. But yes, I believe at the end of the episode, um, Nina Azarova has fused with um, OA. And she finally made that call. And she spoke in the accent. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't really heard from Nina since... Uh, their first episode of this season. And we only got glimpses of her voice through uh, audio messages, audio recordings. And yeah, I believe she had returned. Hence the reason why this episode title is called Nina Azarova. I agree. But also, uh, is it schematics or semantics? I forget the word. Uh, is that really Nina coming back, though? Or are they all joining the collective away? I'd like to believe that Nina is back and that she, her memories are now fused with away's memories. Or at least whatever personality she was able to call back to. Yeah. Um, but you know, because it's obvious, right? But the voice—I think it was the—the the voice was what um, made it pretty. Uh, made it um. Uh, what's it? What's the word? Obvious. Yeah. Uh, that she was back, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll know for sure in the next episode. But right now, that's what my theory is for sure. No, I agree completely, but my, my meaning more is that like I like the this aspect of the show where it's it's addressing those uh earlier concerns I think I had brought up or we had both talked about in like episode two or three maybe mm-hmm. when uh you know Nina's been forced like into the re- repressed psyche or the you know by uh the OA Yes. And at the end, we see her reintegrate uh, Nina. But then I'm saying, you know, like a philosophy question is like, is, but is Nina back? Because now Nina's a part of something grander. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, Nina was technically this person existing in this dimension before the OA arrived, doing her own like right. singular consciousness. <clears throat> And I was like, it's it's right. it's her coming back as like a higher level of consciousness, maybe, or a temporary, you know, merging of consciousnesses. 
amongst you know right the, uh, Mich- michigan nina uh this dimension's nina and whatever the oa in the grander scheme of things so you're saying like nina coming back not really technically not fully because she's not operating the body on her she's... from her own agency is still away operating yeah it's a fun it's oh, like the uh okay. yeah it's like the philosophy question of you have the you have the old hundred year house but you replace everything in it over the course of yeah. like five years is it still she... technically a hundred years old <laughs> true i mean i guess so at least the ground that it's that's beneath it right uh or at least uh that's space right as what raheem spoke about last episode i guess that space there is still a hundred years old like that aura but um yeah i know what you're saying uh i guess nina in this instance would be like a co-pilot yeah (laughs) Um, i i I like the uh and then it, it touches on like again like jungian psychology of like we have shadow selves like you know you know your or even id and ego super ego freudian psychology where there's like you know different levels of consciousness present inside of us like instinctual desires like you know the desire for a certain food or you know all those other capabilities that seem like outside of your conscious decisions mm-hmm. are you know they're they're originating from the same brain so there's like you know there's there's, there's an instinctual Richie is an instinctual pat that like operates my body that I don't converse <laughs> with. I don't, it doesn't talk to people, but you know, and then there's a super ego, the, the projection of who I want to be the, the ultimate good version of myself that I aspire to be. Yeah. That motivates you. Yeah. All that great stuff. And then, yeah, even like, so Nina's like entered that type of existence, temp- even temporarily or permanently because, you know, our protagonist, uh, is on a grander mission aside from something limited to the earthly realm and it's it's a great exploration and i really appreciated that with the reveal in this episode and the fact that they've addressed it and are now using it in the narrative right yeah, yeah especially in the time travel or dimension hopping uh related movies and television shows like it's not often that we get something as philosophical Mm-hmm. Um, as this one and um, it does raise very good questions about who well who is really the OA now right yeah um, yeah and you were talking about the shadow self let's mention the meeting that OA has with Elodie over at Syzygy and Elodie mentions that uh, Hap is her for shadow, what do you? What did you think about that? There, those two being part of this duality. It's another great. It's another great di- dichotomy. It, uh, it. I'm a personal fan of this stuff because it elevates. Uh, the realism, the world, and it makes it you know when you see a beautiful sunset or you have, you know, those feelings in your chest or your brain where you feel like there's more to life than just living and dying. Uh, you know, we like to believe we have a narrative path for life and the show does a great job of, you know, like she, like Hap is your, he's your antagonist in a way mm-hmm. in this, in this grand narrative of your existence or are all 
all shared existences. But also, there's a the fact that he's the shadow uh, is less uh, one dimensional than like an antagonist. Like, no, he's the shadow. It's like everything has a shadow. There's nothing inherently evil about a shadow, but like there, it just communicates that there's an inherent connection between the two of them. Where right. they have they have similarities, but they are also most likely going to be at odds of each other. Right. But not permanently. Like they're not in a life or death struggle of good and evil. It's more of a uh, just a mutual nature difference. That in some dimensions they may have it resolved. They may be like best friends researching. <laughs> Uh, the subconsciouses together. Who's this? If there's infinite possibilities or whatever, it could be happening. Where their antagonists yeah, could... more subdued. They're just like they just tease or mock each other in a friendly way versus, you know, prisoner, <laughs> uh, right. captive, and yeah, prison uh, warden. Yeah, because they did mention earlier in the episode when Hap goes to visit Homer. Um, at his place, and Homer tells Hap about Scott's uh, uh, his uh, uh, NDE, right? The what he saw in his NDE, mm-hmm. and in the recording, he spoke about how uh, he mm-hmm. saw Hap and OA together, and but he did not recognize either of them in, in the way that he remembered, or at least he didn't remember OA as OA. And she mentioned how, or he mentioned how she called herself Bryn or a different name and that they're like together, they like kissed each other and it was very strange, right? right. So they had a, a different relationship. And then he even mentions a woman comes up behind him to give him the third movement who is possibly BBA. Mm-hmm. So I think this conversation with Elodie is, you know, uh, a continuation of that possible event being real because she did say that, uh, you know, uh, he's her shadow and, uh, you know, who has no shadow has no will to live. And the fact that their event or that shooting that happened in that first dimension that she was in would echo into other dimensions. Like it would affect, um, yeah, every, all these other dimensions around them. And uh, yeah, it, so I guess these events will conspire. She said these events will conspire to bring these two people together, right? So everywhere she's going to travel, she's getting closer and closer to hop in some way. Yes. So maybe I'm thinking it isn't just Homer that she loves, but possibly Hap as well. Yeah. And there's there's also like different there's different ways and levels of love. Like uh the Kareem and her like more mutual uh like love. a sibling bond. Yeah, like protector or you know sh- yeah f- f- yeah, familiar connection versus like, you know, romantic connection. Right. Where Hap can be the, you know, the, when you share love for uh, a work or passion. Mm-hmm. They seem to both, you know, like have the, uh, like when they first met, the dinner with the, the discussion of NDEs. You know, right. The, chem- the chemistry is there, but it's more in like their shared fascination with the, 
exploring uh, the unknown. They can have a love for that that they share mutually. Really, mm-hmm. this yeah, it's it's coming together real good. Yeah, right. I'm I'm glad uh, you're uh, piecing it all together and, and you know seeing how all the threads are finally um, starting to make sense. You know how they weave in and out and how they're all connected. And well, fortunately, we still have one more episode to uh, hopefully tie everything up. Yep. <laughs> I'm um, sure everything's resolved immediately. Yes, I'm sure everything will all make sense between the relationship between Hap, OA, and Homer and how they're always connected in some ways. And then there's um, Steve. <laughs> yes, there's still Steve and everybody else. Uh, yeah, there's just only so much they can pack in in the final episode. Um, well, it's, been, it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you took this this ride, this road trip with me, and you know, basically experiencing all these dimensions uh, laid out on top of each other, and just the, I guess the the mind fucks that were given to us by Brit Marling and Enzal Batmanglish, and how just brilliant they are as artists and filmmakers. That's yeah, that's like my currently like i'm not in love as much with the uh san francisco stuff Mm -hmm. but i and then how explicit sometimes it felt like it was getting into like the deeper stuff but like i love the subtle uh like the uh the octopus uh the angel name yes ezekiel Ezekiel, yes. Like the I, I love the the name has significance. The fact it's an octopus has significance. Uh, Irene Jacobs' character, whose name I keep forgetting because I only when I see her I just El- think of Irene Jacob. <laughs> Elodie. <laughs> yes. Elodie, yes. Elodie's uh when she's she's uh you know she's she's all about balance. She's informing OA about her and Hap's you know connection that has you know a mirroring balance like they're. You know, light and shadow. And yeah. she's like, I, I gave Hap something. So, you know, the restore balance, I got to give you something. And I just love, like, the detail of, like, you know, she gave Hap the uh, the artificial means to replicate the, you know, the uh, the, the hopping, the dimensional, the movement. Yeah. yeah, it's just, the, yeah, the artificial way, like, little robots to re- replicate to create the movements to allow an individual to travel alone without friends. And so, but she's giving uh, the OA, Nina, a method to reconnect with uh, her other selves, Mm -hmm. as well as like as a mentor way saying like, you know, like, oh, it's like what you're doing, like your inexperience and all that, but like, it's not really humane to much like Hap was doing, which you're inherently against. It's not really humane to occupy someone's body, use it, you know, without regard or not without regard, but, you know, to hijack someone's body and then use it for a period of time without their knowledge or consent. It's like, oh, it's like an abhorrent like, psychological prison or metaphysical prison you place these individuals in and all that. Right. So she helps her. She helps her free that. 
and grow and connect to those other people versus how haps versus haps uh no one else is being introduced it's more artificial robotic whereas oa oa is being taught to communicate deeper with her other selves across different planes right so, yeah it's, it's it's balanced in a way or it's like hap would view it as balanced like yeah this is a fair exchange and you could argue it is still but i'm like oa is definitely getting the bigger <laughs> the bigger thing right yeah, like to figure out the yeah. movements just need to be performed by anything in space, not by individuals versus, you know, the capability to deeper connect to yourself in different dimensions. I was like, yeah, he's going to lose. He's going to lose this one. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. I love that. And then even even season one for the finale it's like a microcosm of that where it's the, uh, you know, the, the AR-15, the gun, the bullet. Uh, is, you know, it, it, it wounds OA, but there's something magic happening in that scene with those, with everyone doing it right then. <laughs> where, you know, she yeah. shot through the heart, but she continues on to say bye. And then she, from those from the residue or whatever of those movements, those they all did together. She's able to travel then versus like, you know, then yeah, like in, in that episode alone, they defeat like the brutal mechanism of an artificial inventions of mankind for evil. Mm -hmm. And then in this, it's a little like, Oh, you can connect deeper with yourself. Hap, you can get a robot. <laughs> you can get a robot that can do the movements. You can, you know, <laughs> The OA is building a community of people, five, you know, people whose lives will never be the same because of the connection to her or the OA. Whereas, you know, like, oh, a gun could just, you know, can kill someone in like a millisecond. It's a, you know, if you need to kill someone in a millisecond, it, it has great destructive power. You know, it's all, you know, it's not about anything beyond the self in a way. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but yeah, I just love that. I love those little connections. I love the fact that I can bullshit about this. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, it's real. And to other people, they can, we, can, we can sit around all day and talk about it. Me and you can talk about it all day, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'll stop, I'll stop like, rambling for now. <laughs> just it's, love certainly, it's certainly not. I don't think it's bullshit. I mean, you know, it's, they, give, they leave a lot of room for interpretation, that's for sure. Yes, um, yes. It's it's vague and ambiguous for a reason. Um, obviously, we may not know all those reasons after one more episode, but um, the fact that they still all tie in together very well and very seamlessly really showcases um, the 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 fact that they they have a story to tell here, and they they were going to tell it naturally the way that they wanted to, right? And, and they were not confined by any sort of studio system, at least as far as I know. Like, I think they were able to chalk up the story that they wanted to tell, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, that's pretty blatantly obvious with what they did with season one as opposed to season two and how different they are. Mm -hmm. I don't think they did season two based off of, like, you know, what the, the studio execs have told them. Like, you know, Brad Pitt is an executive producer on the show, and so is Britt Marling, and so is Zal, so... I'm sure they've all had discussions, you know, on how they wanted this season to operate. 
mm-hmm. and how they wanted to turn out. And um, yeah, I'm just happy that we got the story and we got what we had here because it's such a an, an upgrade, I feel, over the first season. And not, it's not to say that the first season is bad by any means. Um, but, you know, they did uh, leave uh, a trail of, of breadcrumbs, right? And then you follow the trail and suddenly you, you you find this magnificent cake that you never thought would appear and um, just tastes grander than any cake you've ever had. And um, that is basically um, this season, this part two of the OA. And um, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited for us to get to the finale because it's just, just going to be so much more that you can, you know, Mm-hmm. stay pat like just just a lot of connections that will be made soon enough and um yeah with that being said uh yeah let's talk uh real quick about kareem and his uh subplot mm-hmm. uh, how um things are kind of grinding to a halt for him and oa at this point things are very tense he believes oa <clears throat> is excuse me is hiding something from him and that uh, that she is uh, potentially leading him astray and he's really upset with her. He was really close to calling the police on her. And yeah, he's gotten emotionally wild up at this point because uh, he realized that he was possibly poisoned by the vapors in that house and that maybe he was hallucinating everything. But I have to say that, uh, Kareem, don't forget about the giant octopus that you saw before <laughs> you, uh, you know, got poisoned by that house. Just saying, Kareem, please come back to us. Yeah. You know, um, it, although he didn't hear it, you know, communicating. He just felt. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, he, he's got to figure something weird is going on with that octopus. To at least right. believe her somewhat, right? <laughs> No, I like the, uh, for me, Kareem's uh, hesitation. Or, you know, he's having a French. I think also in episode seven, maybe? Or was it episode eight? There's a good parallel to French, I believe, from season one. Maybe it was eight? Final was eight. Yeah. Was it when he was in the house? And he's looking at... Uh, yeah, the, the books, books and all that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's really connecting their characters for me, which is putting Steve back into like maybe he's the OA parallel or he's Homer. It's a hard read. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like that. I've, hmm? I've heard that they're possibly like maybe Homer is his guardian angel in some way, or like the each are assigned an angel. I'm not entirely sure how that would fit here but yeah just another theory yeah and they're younger so maybe there's like i don't know it's all up in the air but there's like there's like parallels between certain characters for me at least i don't have them all like scott and jesse have like a vaguely similar background yeah with their struggles with addiction yeah for sure yeah uh, connected to Rachel and they're singing. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, BBA um, would be maybe Renata, because you know 
BBA felt trapped in like her inability to take action or face reality with you know sickness and her family mm-hmm. and grief. Whereas Renata was literally isolated because she was in a region that is isolated from the world. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it's just yeah. I'm just going back to like the first introductions of certain characters and like what we learn about the Michigan Five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so OA and Kareem have broken apart at this point and, um, you know, he's on his own journey. He ended up going to Pure Ruskin's, um, place, his, uh, million dollar home. Uh, and that's after he visits Mo, right? And she's in labor and she's about to have their baby soon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's still worried about Michelle and trying to find her. It's a race against time, basically. And, um, yeah. And, oh, we also saw that video that OA gives him. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, the USB drive that she had all along, which made him weary of her. And, yeah, they, they find out that uh, Michelle, a.k.a. Buck, was in that uh, attic with the rose window and she he opens it and something happens mm-hmm. and yeah Kareem blames away and he also blames Pierre Ruskin because when he finally meets him who's played by Vincent Carthizer from Angel fame uh, yeah he tells him that they uh, he along with Dr. Marlowe we're conducting this experiment. Dr. Marlowe, who is now dead because from a potential suicide or a possible murder. Mm-hmm. Um, we still don't know at this point. I don't know. I'm, I still don't know. I'm not sure Like if if she really did kill herself. Yeah, but, it's, pretty, it's, it's purposely vague. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It looked like it was a break-in, but then again... Yeah, who knows? Maybe somebody else was looking for her. Maybe Pierre was looking for her. And maybe by the time they found her, she killed herself or somebody killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they, they started to see all these patterns about the, the tunnel and the stairs and the rose window because of the, uh, the people that were a part of the experiment. All the dreamers began to see a face and he ended up showing a portrait of well Kareem's face and how he is connected to the house and how he was chosen by the house <clears throat> and um yeah this quote here from Meta Witches thank you Meta Witches for writing this down Ruskin says the house is calling you you and only you I don't know what it wants to show you but I have a feeling it's akin to what the astronauts saw when they looked at earth from the moon it's an overview and uh yeah uh he's told this and you know he's a lot of revelations or relevations or is it revelations revelations shoot revelations yeah yes a ton of revelations going on um also even finding out that michelle uh is found but it is not the real michelle mm-hmm. and 
Uh, Michelle's grandma is there and he's just baffled at this point. Like, what is even going on? Um, maybe he's thinking about what OA was telling him about how she came from another dimension and he just thought that was totally batshit crazy. And she even is aware that that may sound crazy to him. And yeah, he's just not really, he's not in the right <laughs> state of mind at this point. He's like, well, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, people are drawn to the house and Michelle was one of them. You know, Fola was one of them, right? She gives them that whole speech about, you know, right. what is she going to do with the tech job? you know, in the future. Yes, she's going to make all this money and, you know, what if she dies? But, like, her kids are going to have, you know, her her will and what are they going to do with that, you know? She's talking about the grander scheme of things. Um, yeah, a lot, that's a great dialogue here in this, in this episode. Yeah. Um, she doesn't want generational wealth, but... I think the whole theme of this Bay Area th- season with the dream factory or the, the subconscious anal- analytics set up and, you know, the guy saying this is like a voyage to the moon. Uh, I have there's red, there's alarm bells going off with the uh, impending birth. That uh, when cream visits. I forget her name. Mo. Mo. When cream yeah. visits Mo. I felt like a big red flag, like they're setting something up, and now he's being tasked, tasked again to uh, go to the house. And then, yeah, the house. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it feels like, you know, the uh, the tech P- Peter Ruskin. Peter Ruskin. Yeah, he's talking all this grand, you know, man, man to the moon stuff. And justify ends justify the means in a way, for like you know, but like a, you know, Zola, Fola, Fola, Fola. I was gonna mm-hmm. say Daya and Fola. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Fola's, you know, what she was in pursuit of wasn't what you're gonna be able to access through the system that they have in this dimension for you know exploring that stuff. Just like Hap, in a way, doesn't have it mm. with his, you know, dungeon. That's like I think it's I think I think it may not work out well for Kareem or the people connected to the house, as well as this whole, you know, mecha- this analytical center to discover the deeper aspects of the human spirit or conscious psyche. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's it's not gonna work like that. It seems like OA is on the most correct path, even though. They're still finding their footing with everything, and it's all new to them. And I feel like the show is gonna, yeah. I, I maybe it'll work out for Kareem. Maybe he'll be the one that was chosen to be endowed with a great wisdom or power mm-hmm. that all this effort and time has been worth pursuing. But the great thing again is it's gonna be for Kareem. It's not gonna be for you know Peter Ruskin. Hopefully, it's not gonna be for Peter Ruskin or all these people mechanizing or using it as a pursuit of wealth. Mm-hmm. I like to believe that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what it is. Uh, I'm scared about the child. Mm-hmm. You don't introduce something like that unless there's 
significance. It could just be the significance of new life, which would be beautiful. But I, I'm waiting to see. You know. Peter Ruskinall's yeah. money is small compared to, you know, the, the birth of a new life. The, the dream analytical center, the house. It's connected to grander things, but, you know, what's grander than life? It'd be great to see. Yeah. That's all. I'm just going to... Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't plan to ramble a lot about my predictions, but here I am. <laughs> hey, man, that's, that's a good thing. It just means that this this episode or this, you know, this show or this particular episode, um, yeah, really uh, set off a lot of, you know, alarms, a lot of bells ringing mm-hmm. and light bulbs <laughs> uh, lighting up. Um, so, you know, just the more we talk about it, the more things start to keep coming up and there's a pattern that is going on uh, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think you're hitting a lot of on a lot of those um keynotes that we've seen so far um but uh yeah to uh getting we're getting near to the end um so yeah we do hear that at least from michelle's grandmother that you know this is not really michelle you must find uh michelle Mm -hmm. you know he probably is gonna have to go back to that house once again but currently at that house uh, Scott is being inducted into an experiment by a hap. Uh, huh, I wish, I just wish Scott didn't go through with it, but you know, he's so unselfish because he wants Renata to have a second lease on life. You know, he wants her to be able to escape Hap's mm-hmm. prison. And Hap is essentially saying, you know what? Okay, it's a two for one thing. If you do this experiment, I'll let you both go. But you know how it goes, it's not going to end well. For anyone and well it did not end well for scott as now uh he's another victim of hap and he starts to pull what is it like life out of out of scott's brain or something or like you know yeah. is that what's deceased? going on uh i i'm not sure either he's in a comatose state or he's deceased but, yeah. you know, we've seen him do this to a previous person. Um, that kid who fell out of that house, who was essentially in a coma himself. So I'm not entirely sure if they brought him, like, either a fresh body. Like, not fresh body. A body of, you know, a, an unconscious person or a, actually a fresh corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever it is... It's, yeah, Scott is in now no longer um, capable of escape. Yeah. Which is, which is terrible. And then, yeah, the flower. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure which one it is. I want to say, I don't know what lotuses look like enough to be distinct, but I know there's, I know they grow in water like that. Not, yeah typical grass or fields so i was like maybe it could be something like that but yeah like the significance of uh he takes a, a petal or a seed yeah or just out of his a, ear a stamen maybe from the flower <clears throat> from the flower and itself that's like glowing and then he consumes it and then he seems to have shared someone else's experiences mm-hmm possibly from the other dimension as well. So it's kind of, it, it seems to jump 
dimensions possibly uh to the no way i may be misremembering i forget yeah I yeah because he, he hears a an ambulance yeah. right here's audio yeah from another like, dimension yeah so it's, it's there's a there's a couple things it can be but i thought it was maybe one of scott's stories of his life in the other dimension before he was taken by hap right but no, yeah it's it's definitely yeah, yeah. that is crazy yeah so there's some there's something there i hope he didn't get hands on michelle or buck i don't believe they're in super close codes And, uh, yeah, uh, I think that covers basically all the, all the bases or the key points, right? He, um, now has so much, he has his power in his hands, right? He has some kind of, he has a last minute plan that he's probably cooking up right now based on all the resources he was able to obtain. Um, fuck Hap. He needs to be stopped. Uh. Yeah. Whatever he's doing it does not sound good. Um, yeah, and the actor playing him, uh, uh, Jason Isaacs, is just so brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. Somehow he still elicits some kind of empathy from me just from watching him perform because he, he's not doing the whole grinning and having this smug look and just, you know, twirling his mustache or anything like that. Like he's going to take over the world. Um, there seems to be some kind of driving motive for him to do all this and uh, I hope that we'll be able to find out what but I know that some of it now has to do with OA and his connection to her he obviously feels some kind of way about her after hearing what Homer had to say Um, and that connection Um, yeah and how he in another dimension he was speaking in a British accent um is that a fun reference to his real he's from europe britain maybe he's a he is an english actor yeah yeah so he uh he's from liverpool okay go hey going back to my hypothetical season three where uh my dream it, it, it could have been based upon the uh the making of the show itself mm. mm-hmm. yeah so well, you know he had the british accent it's, it, maybe in season three or four or five we would have gotten or, or the the finale season would have been like a meta narrative about the creation of the show as itself mm-hmm. where these characters from the show hey. enter our living world and yeah <laughs> yeah do, 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 do. Pat's conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> and a, and a, a final one, a final one. Uh, I thought maybe Hal had some redemptive energy going for him, but not anymore after this episode. <laughs> uh, he's, I, I believe he's possibly like the shadow of the OA. He is uh, artificializing the uh, inherent connection that the OA can feel and create to others. It seems like he's working out a system mm-hmm. to mechanize the uh, uh, connection. But an aspect of that is the waste or the destruction of the person he's connecting to. Mm-hmm. But he is connected to him now. Like, that, is this his end goal? Does he want to be the artificial OA? 
the the singular connector mm. between all people, but through you know a forced uh, exploitive sense versus the OA's you know pure connections to others as a pure you know community building experience. Hey, I don't maybe know. maybe another universe or dimension. There is an artificial OA, an OA, you know, who is like a robot or an android. You, I, hey, I can see. I can see. You say that. <laughs> I can see the OA hopping into like the first sentient AI, and that's all this story has been about. <laughs> yeah, the emergence of like the new life and. Mm. Yeah, but, like OA okay. travels to another dimension, and then yeah, she hops into an AI version of herself. You're like, whoa, what is or, this? Or no, or no, the path that the OA has been on mm-hmm. is uh, like not Nina, but like the the higher whatever the OA represents as its origin. It could be from the future where AI, you know. <laughs> It could be the soul arriving mm. through experiences along dimensions to arrive into the body and soul of the AI that is fully human, like a fully is a new life. It's not just chat GPT. It's like actually alive, alive, it has a soul, right. even though right. it's completely artificial. Mm. I believe that. Yeah. That's well, interesting. Deus Ex Machina, man. <laughs> Amen. Maybe God we'll find God. out in the next episode if that's all true. Maybe. <laughs> How long uh, is the next episode? Uh, I believe about forty something minutes. Okay, just, uh, probably not. Just the average length of uh, our typical uh, away episode. Um, uh, one can dream, Pat. One can dream. Um, hey, the, the beauty is, I can write my own season three, four, and five <laughs> in my head as life goes on. Yeah, oh, believe me. Uh, everyone's still waiting on Britain's all to drop some kind of graphic novel version of the show, which I am vehemently against because that means that they're giving up on trying to tell their story on this on the big screen, not the big screen, but you know, the on on our television screens, on our silver, yeah. possibly silver screens. Like, yeah, there's a me, magic viewing yeah. a show and movie, like. You know, did David Lynch give up and start doing a whole graphic novel and just detailing what he was going to do with Twin Peaks after? Or like at least mm-hmm. the return? He didn't give any of those secrets away. And I hope that Britons all just stay true to themselves and stand pat. Um, no pun intended, Pat. Um, you know, as much as us fans want a conclusion to the story or want a uh, continuation, I think like, you know, yes, selfishly, I would want the same. Like I want to end i want a continuation but i want them to do it on their own terms not just pressure from us fans mm-hmm. wanting to get an alternative version through a book or a graphic novel which is yeah. i would gladly say no to at this point um but that's just me um but yeah anyway uh yeah uh, away drown, drown drowns herself inside her bathtub in order to recollect um her uh person her other personality her nina personality and she's arrived and now we will see how she's going to operate in the next episode and how she will take back control and yeah 
there goes it for basically our recap. Do we have any last words, last comments before we end this episode? Let me think. Uh, yeah, I think I have a little checklist for the final episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, I want some kind of resolution with Steve. And the Michigan Five. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the OA and Kareem and the Grander. Like, I can handle a cliffhanger there, as long as it's not insane. But, like, <laughs> as long as it's not Twin Peaks Season 2 ending, where it's, like, a, well, a, vis- a vicious cliffhanger. I, as long as it's, like, you know, <laughs> as long as I get Steve's... Uh, Steve and An- Is it Angie, I believe? Yes, Angie. Yeah, Steve, yeah, I want resolution for Steve in that dimension. Like, does he stay? Does he go? And obviously connected to that is uh, him and Angie's relationship, as well as, you know, BBA and Buck and French. Yes, and rest in peace to Jesse. And also trying to find uh, Michelle and, and the current dimension that they're in. Um, even though I they think, do have a yeah. body. But they don't have the soul. Yeah, I think we'll get that. I can accept that that's directly unresolved because I think it's connected to Kareem. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like who's, who's to say his thing may not, his conscious or his soul may not be just confiscated by the house or wherever it's sent to, like Michelle's. And mm. like now, Kareem's is also missing as well. But we know where they're at, and you know, we'll we'll see where his journey leads and whatever. I think the big thing is just, yeah, wrap up the Michigan Five in a satisfactory way, or at least satisfactory enough. Yeah. Everything else I can handle being open. That was, that was just my little, before I see the final episode, that was just my little, <laughs> like, we'll see how I feel after it. But, you know, going into it, this is what I feel like is, if that's met, I'll be more than happy with the whole experience and the fact that it's currently a pending season three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy regardless of, you know, how it may, it may shake out for you and, you know, if, whether those threads will be solved. Um, you know, this whole experience of going through the show again and within, you know, the past year, year and a half, um, it was worth it. It was worth having this discussion because you've de- certainly enlightened me on some things about the show that I've never thought about, um, things that I've never picked up. and. I think that's what makes the show so brilliant. You know, everyone is going to be able to experience it so differently and be able to interpret it so much differently than I ever could. Um, yeah, I'm just accepting everything that's throwing that's been thrown at me at this point. Yeah. With that being said, if you got so far, please follow our Instagram at Leifilm. Um, Leifun Podcast. And uh, yeah, send us an email at leifunpodcast at gmail.com. Rate us on Spotify. They allow people to rate on Spotify. So give us five stars or rate whatever, however you feel. And um, yeah, interact with us. We still have one more episode left. Tune in for the next episode. And we will have a um, conclusion. As in, we're going to have an overview of the rest of the story. And hopefully we will be able to get some guests on. Um, I 
spoken with our podmate, Kevin, and he said he is absolutely down to uh, recap our last episode. So hopefully we will get that done soon enough. If not, as always, I'm Richie. This is Patrick. Thank you again for listening and supporting us. It's been such an overwhelming journey and all the support has been uh, great and overwhelming. I didn't realize how much, how many people would still like support this show after all this time. And uh, yeah, I love how vocal our, our fans are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want dossiers. After we do the final episode, I want <laughs> full full dossiers with links to government websites <laughs> <laughs> about top secret research. Uh, but really, just any any theories or you know, it's fun. The sh- it's the beauty of the show, and I would still say my hypothetical yeah yeah we yeah my hypothetical oh, you're season- saying- yeah, my hypothetical final finale season would be, you know, obviously it's still a show, but it would be like a meta narrative about the characters in the show arriving at the real actors portraying them in our world and the show itself and its resonance with the audience and the fans. And that's where the, the climactic buildup would be like a meta narrative mm. about the grandiose act of creation and, you know, watching something that has a deep emotional impact on the people who enjoy it and their connection to each other as fans as well as the people who make it and their voices and vision being seen and heard and i feel like that's my current theory i want to hear other people's theories please write in yes and that's your theory for uh this finale or or like a series finale like if they got all the seasons they wanted I would like until otherwise, until it happened, I'd be like, they're going to do that. I want this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in their shoes, that's where I would be taking the narrative. Yeah. Because it, it blow people away. Well, let's find out if that theory is true by hopefully maybe by next episode or our potential season three, four and five. Yes. Um, until next time, we are signing out. See ya. Dr. Parsinina Azarova is here to see him.